What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? This is Kaisa, and welcome to the Kaisa Fit Podcast. What's up, team? And welcome back. Today, I am with my dear friend, Les, and we are going to deep dive into self-care. I felt like I needed to do like, (laughs) (laughs) dun-da-da-da. Big topic. Ooh, it is a big topic. I don't know if I'm ready, but with you, anything is possible. Thank you, friend. You're ready. Yes. You're ready. Yeah. <laughs> self-care is one of those things that I think I have an interesting relationship with the term itself because as an act, I think self-care is so important. But I think the past few years on social media, it's become such a commodity oh, that like gosh. I want to call it something else. Yeah. But I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Oh, what do you think of that? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is, is I think what happened with uh, social media, well, it did this to a lot of things, yeah. but it made self-care look like a specific thing. Yes. It made self-care be sit down with a mask on, feet up, Netflix and chill. Or, you know, like it made it look like something Mm -hmm. and that if you weren't doing that, then you really weren't doing self-care. And I think that's total bullshit, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, if that's what your true self-care is, that's awesome. More power to you. But like for me specifically, that's not not what my version of self-care is. Yeah. What is your version of self-care? <laughs> now, what my version of self-care is. <laughs> it was like a volley. Lord, you know? I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I think self-care has always been a struggle for me just in terms, you know, not to dive too deep, yeah. but I mean, we can D- dive, dive deep. Yeah. I've always struggled with loving myself mm-hmm. and, you know, being okay with who I am as yeah. a human being internally, externally. Um, and so self-care for me has been a lot of the work I've done around that relationship, the relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-care looked like therapy for a long time and still would look like therapy Mm -hmm. if I could find another (laughs) good therapist. (laughs) Um, Self-care is movement for me. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. my biggest self-care tool and outlet. Proper nutrition, sleep, being easy on myself, gentle on myself. I mean, those are a lot of times... Self-care for me isn't an actual act that yeah. I'm like physically doing. Mm-hmm. It's my inner dialogue and the talk with myself. Yeah, absolutely. And before we started recording, you were talking to us a little bit about your mom and like <laughs> oh, kind yeah. of the the different things that she would do when you were younger around like energy work. Oh and- my gosh. I mean, my mom is just an incredible woman. I Where do I it. even begin with my mom? <laughs> She's like a gem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was telling Les behind, well, off the record, but now it's on the record. <laughs> Mom, shout out. I was telling Les kind of like the environment that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, and my mom had us at a very young age mm-hmm. and set out to like her entire goal in life was to raise us. There are four of us. There are four of us. Wow. Children. And I think, you know, for her, she had just very specific ways that she wanted to do it. I was yeah. telling Les the doctors didn't even have our records. Like we would go so little that they would just throw them out. My mom took us to energy workers, naturopaths. Yeah. Like she just set us up. We were in, I grew up in a very different environment. Yeah. And so, you know, 
from a young age, I started to kind of expand my vision of what it meant to take care of myself, which yeah. was incredible. Back then, yeah. I didn't like it because it made me different than everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, now it's cool. And yeah. And like, but down to like the food that we ate yeah. and everything. Like I was the girl all I ever wanted was Wonder Bread. Like I just wanted my bread to be white <laughs> and not to be thick and crumbly with my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But yeah. I didn't even get peanut butter. I yeah. had to do almond butter. Like yeah. my mom just <laughs> took it to an extreme, which... Now, looking back, I just worship the ground she walks on because it was so incredible that she had that awareness and, you know, set us up in that way and just had so much. um, She was just so rigid and like this is not rigid in a bad way, but like this is what I'm doing for my children. You know, come hell or high water, this is what's happening. And I'm, you know, forever grateful. But it also set me up for understanding, you know, my body and what it means to be healthy um, and kind of having a different vision of that. Totally, which I think is an incredible gift because for a lot of people, I don't think a lot of us are really taught how to be connected to our bodies. Mm. And it's something that is a step that a lot of people have to learn. So if you were exposed to that at a young age, that's such a good gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So I would love to circle back and touch on one of the things you mentioned when it came to kind of your own personal definition of self-care and what that looks like was around kind of inner work and Mm. around figuring out kind of self-love and what that looks like for you. I love that you said that because I think that self-care is one of those things that can be very like Instagrammable, like Mm -hmm. face mask and chill, which we all know I love a good face mask Friday, but sometimes <laughs> you need a little bit more than that. Sometimes self-care isn't necessarily something that you can buy or pay for, but it's really like looking within yourself. Yeah. Um, have you always been able to say, hey, this is like something that I need to kind of zero in and work on or what started your self-love journey? Um, I mean, I think for me, up until late 20s I just did not have a positive relationship with myself I did all the things from the outside I mean I was an athlete I you know like I was kind of you know healthy from the outside point of view but there were so many negative things going on inside Mm -hmm. and they were just battles within myself Um, and so for me that the struggle was really like and at some point in time, I know this kind of sounds weird, but I actually use movement positively and negatively. Mm-hmm. I use movement as a way to also abuse my body. Yeah. You know, like I worked out like crazy um, and I, I did things that basically until I broke my leg, I realized were just so detrimental to my health. So yeah. I've always had this um, this relationship with myself that wasn't exactly healthy. And up until I think breaking my leg, there were a few more things, but that was in my late twenties. There were some things that happened and I just really realized like the, the work needs to be done internally. Mm -hmm. This is my own, you know, private thing that needs to happen. It's not this external thing. It's not a bandaid on, it's not a mask for me. It's not a just chill out moment for me, you know, on the couch and and put your feet up. Like it was really like, what is going on internally? Mm -hmm. What are the things, you know, from a young child that you've been dealing with that you refuse to look at that are coming out in all these other ways? Um, And like, you need to turn around and look at that. And that for me at that moment, I found a therapist and I like started working on and, and had, um, just a little bit more of a deep dive into who I am as a human being and what makes me tick. And yeah, it's a process. Yeah. And I think doing that can be so scary. It's like you're opening up, (laughs) you're opening up the closet with all the stuff that you've been probably pushing in there forever. But the craziest thing about therapy, 
um, is that you have all these things in the back of your head mm-hmm. or shit, they're probably mm-hmm. at the forefront of your head yeah. and they rule your life. Yeah. And it was the most powerful thing in in therapy to start naming these things and being able Mm -hmm. to be in a safe setting and call them out. And as soon as I let them out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. I almost in some sense could let go of them. But they had so much power being wrapped up in, you know, and locked in the closet in my head and in my body uh, for for my entire life. And so therapy for me is just one of those moments. I mean, I'm out there like, if you find a good therapist, everybody (laughs) should go. (laughs) Like, yes. And it's the most incredible tool because you need to be able to be in a space Mm -hmm. where you can let go of those things. We've all gone through traumatic things in life. Mm -hmm. And if you can work through them and let go of them, it's it's a game changer, a complete game changer. It's so true. Yeah. And I think there's also so many things that like happen to us throughout our lives that we're holding on to that we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. We don't like access those memories Mm -hmm. every day or we don't think about those things every day. Mm -hmm. But if we don't release them, we're still carrying them around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They literally dictate everything that we do in life. Yeah. I mean, from relationships that you have that didn't go right, your relationships with your parents, one mini thing that happened that seemed like a mini thing when you were a kid, but it changed everything about you. Like Mm -hmm. all of that. And until we learn to... One, acknowledge that it's now ours to deal with. Yeah. And you know, we don't, you know, not being the victim in that was a huge thing for me. Yeah. And then working through it and letting go of it yeah. and moving on. So looping that back around, I think for me, self-care is um, peeling back a lot more layers mm-hmm. than what it kind of looks like on social media. Mm-hmm. And self-care for me is really being willing to do the work when I need to. Again, I feel like we were talking about this last time, but things do come in seasons. Yeah. And there's seasons when things are way more at the forefront for me. And that's when I think knowing myself well enough, um, using a movement as a tool to connect to myself and knowing like now is time that I need to go work through this thing that seems to be coming up and um, and I need to move past it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would love to kind of touch on something that we were talking about right before we started recording was around <laughs> the idea of like being good at self-care. Oh. I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Yeah. Like they don't get the hang of it or they're not doing it right or they don't do it enough. Is that something that you've ever felt? Yeah. But and that relates so direct, like so. um, What's the word I'm looking for? So much to how people feel about movement in general, though, too. Like I'm not working out right. I'm not doing it right. There's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. There's no right with self-care. Yeah. Self-care is literally being in touch enough with yourself. Yeah. That you do the th- that you put yourself first mm-hmm. before anything else, and that you do the things that you you can yeah. when you can yeah. to take care of yourself. Yeah. And self care again, and I, I hate using this word, is figuring out your own balance, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not, I don't self care in the quote unquote correct way every day. Some yeah. days, like last night, I'm working till midnight, even though I want to go to bed yeah. at eleven. Like there's just like some things are off balance, and they're just going to be and. My self-care in that moment is being okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, my self-care also when I wake up the next day is knowing that like, okay, I'm just going to still stick with my schedule. I'm going to go to my my workout. But sometimes on the weekend, my self-care is I'm going to sleep in till mm-hmm. 11 yep. and be okay with it. Yep. Totally. Doesn't mean I'm not out doing the right thing. Like the right thing right then was sleep. I needed that. So I just think the biggest thing about self-care is not worrying about what it looks like to anybody on the outside, yeah. which is always, you know, my struggle too. And yeah. I think it's everybody's struggle now yeah. with oh, Instagram totally. making everything so readily available and in yeah. your face. Mm-hmm. 
But knowing that self-care is whatever the hell you want and need it to be. It's your own personal thing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I've personally had, well, a lot of shifts, but this is not my show. But some shifts oh, where I think about. Okay. It's your show. <laughs> we won't go into that. Um, a lot of shifts around how I think about these topics and how I think about things like movement or therapy or meditation or whatever. And it used to be something where I used to be so rigid of like, if I missed a day, mm. like, oh, it's all gone to heck. Like, mm-hmm. all my progress has gone to heck. And side note, I like that we can swear on this show. You yeah. can say it all went to hell. <laughs> there too, both places. But I've had this shift where I start thinking of it more so as tools of like, mm. not necessarily how often am I doing these things, but do I know to rely on these tools mm. when I need them? Mm-hmm. And being able to use them when I most need them is when I feel most in Amen. tune with self And that's the thing. I think that, again, I hate this word balance. We need to find another word for it. But that's also (laughs) finding the balance in things. Like sometimes you're going to have, you're going to be in the routine of your self-care and you know, and sometimes life gets crazy, but you have them in your tool belt. And it's the same thing. Again, I'm going back to like working out, which I don't like that word either. I think like, let's just say movement. Like Mm -hmm. movement is one of those tools. And that's the relationship that we try, I try to help you know, foster with people when it comes to mm-hmm. movement and their bodies and taking yeah. care of themselves. Yeah. Know that it's a tool that you can always go back to yeah. and you can do it in whatever way feels best, you know, for you. Yeah. Sometimes it's just finding five minutes to walk around the block mm-hmm. for three months straight. Like whatever it is, yeah. there's no right or wrong way. Totally. Do your own damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Get I- connected to yourself so you know what that damn thing is. Oh my gosh. I think that's one of the biggest issues. Preach to that. Yeah. I think that that's huge yeah. because I think so many things that we probably do in our daily lives could be considered self-care if we were more present while mm-hmm. we were doing them mm-hmm. instead of like doing them to to numb. Yeah. I know fitness used to be like that yeah. for me. Like I, over the past year, have probably worked out the least in my adult life because I'm no longer using it as like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. to like numb out. I'm like, oh, I don't hate my job or I don't hate mm-hmm. these other things. So I don't feel the need to like numb out with it but now when I move I'm actually intentional and I'm mm-hmm. doing it because I enjoy it mm-hmm. so yes it's happening less but it's so much more impactful I love it Oof. Amen. Yeah. yes <laughs> but I do oh, think so that's much. again a lot of times I think the first step towards anything mm-hmm. is getting connected to yourself yeah. because I think a lot of time you know we could talk about self-care do this thing do what you need and people yeah. are like well I don't even know what I need yeah so the first step there is really find the things that you need to do yeah. to get connected back to yourself. Yeah. And and for for me, it's always been movement. That's yeah. my tool. But, yeah. you know, for you or for anybody, yeah. it, it can look like anything. For one of my uh, siblings, it's artwork. Mm-hmm. Like do whatever yeah. you need to do to get connected to yourself so that you can really be in touch with you and what you need mm-hmm. at any given moment. Yeah. And when you lose touch, you know to go back to that. And then from that space, figure out what self-care looks like. Oh my gosh, exactly. And I think sometimes the idea of like being in touch with ourselves or being in touch with our thoughts can be so scary. scary. Actually, I saw a meme. It was around Halloween time and it was really funny. (laughs) I love memes. But it said something (laughs) along the lines of like, why are y'all paying to go to haunted houses when you can sit at home with your thoughts for free or something along those lines? Because sometimes like actually allowing ourselves to just sit and think and feel can be really scary. Well, again, gosh, I feel like this is like the deep dive (laughs) podcast, but not to get too deep. One of my really interesting, uh, 
most like fascinating and kind of like scary realizations was I am ridiculously obsessed with business. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, when I was growing up, it was sports because yeah. I like to have something that consumes my life yeah. so that I don't have to take a look at my life. Yeah. And I think that's something for me that it's this like double-edged sword because it's always pushed me because mm-hmm. in some sense, I guess you could say I'm running from stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, going to be the hardest worker out there. I'm yeah. going to be, you know, doing this 24 seven. But in reality, talking about self-care, yeah. looking at why I'm doing that yeah. a lot of times, and especially now has made me realize I'm not always doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I have goals and I have missions and I have things that I want to do. But I don't, it doesn't need to necessarily consume my life 24 seven. And so the past few years has, has really been about me turning around and trying to face whatever I'm quote unquote running from, work through it, deal with it, be okay with it. And then find, you know, my balance with still working a lot because I love it and I love what I do. But Yeah. yeah. Totally. But I think that that's the magic right there. You just said it. Like you're doing something because you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the action isn't, you know, where things go right or wrong, but it's the intent behind mm-hmm. it. So you could be working the same amount on one hand, doing it because you're running for something or on the other hand, doing it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And both, you know, it, those are not the same thing. Totally. No, totally. And I think it was so interesting because growing up, um, I like soccer from the outside. If you would have looked at me, you'd been like, oh my gosh, this young girl is like so obsessed with soccer. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like, we can't pull a soccer ball away from her. Yeah. And that's all I did 24 seven, but yeah. I didn't do it because I love soccer. Yeah. I mean, at then again, we don't need to go d- too deep right now, but like <laughs> that was my survival mechanism back yeah. then. And so yeah. now learning how I do love business. Yeah. I love business. Like it is something that like is deep inside of me. I love yeah. almost every minute of what I get to do on a daily basis yeah. and being able to tie business and movement together has yeah. been incredible, but not being so consumed by it that I don't turn around and kind of like look within and still, mm-hmm. you know, have a healthy relationship with it is something that I'm constantly trying to find the balance with. Again, we need yeah. another word besides yeah. balance, but know. you know, that act. I know. We're yeah. just going to keep going with oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with it now. So how do you how do you recharge? Like if you just have like a day off, if you get those and you're just like kicking it, enjoying yourself, what do you do? Well, this is again, it brings it back up to <laughs> this is when I've really started to realize that I don't like I don't like to take time off because yeah. I don't really like to look at myself and the issues and like mm-hmm. things that are coming up. So recently I've been trying to um, just sit at home mm-hmm. and not plan yeah. things. My year has been so busy that there really wasn't a moment for me just to chill. So the last two weeks I've been trying to say like, okay, I don't need to have every moment of my life planned out. Let me just take a moment. Um, But like being with my family, um, I have two nieces. So hanging out with them, Mm -hmm. just being able to do things that get me one off of my phone. um, And two, like put me in a space where I can just be doing other things and be around people that I love that don't, that allow me basically to turn my brain off Mm -hmm. um, in some sense when it comes to business and everything else going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought up like things that get you off your phone. Is that, I mean, as someone who runs a full online business, is that, is that hard to do? Oh, it's like, I sometimes I'm like, am I addicted to this thing? But then I'm like, well, it's also my job. So, um, 
it's nearly impossible. Yeah. I set a timer on my phone. Mm-hmm. I put three hours on Instagram the other day yeah. and I hit the three hours yeah. in the evening and it shocked me. Yeah. Like I spent three hours of my life on social media. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like that's such a waste. Mm-hmm. But then I realized it's not a waste. Like this is the way that I get to communicate with people. Yeah. I get to like a lot of it is spent talking back and forth with yep. people, answering comments and questions. Um, and so for me, it's just, again, finding the balance. It's not healthy to stare at a screen. Yeah. Um, and so definitely finding things that I can do where my phone is not involved mm-hmm. in whatever that action is. Yeah. Um, I went to City Sweats. Mm, Shout out to City Sweats City if you sweats. are in Seattle. Yes. I went there the other day and that's that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. For an hour and a half, my phone was like on the side mm-hmm. as I did um, the lymphatic treatment mm. and sounded like mm-hmm. it was like heaven. So yeah. there's definitely one of the things that I always say is know yourself well enough to set yourself up for success. Yes. If I'm sitting in a room or at a coffee shop or like whatever, I'm going to have my phone on me. I'm going to want to answer emails. I'm, go- I'm going to want to do those yeah. types of things. So I now kind of set myself up for success, do things where I actually can't have that mm-hmm. next to me. And then, and that's my off time for the day. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Setting yourself up for success and not if you know that you really struggle with being in a certain environment that may trigger certain behaviors, like don't put yourself in that situation. Amen. Amen. But less, we just keep coming full circle. It goes all the way back to, are you even yep. connected with yourself? Yep. Do you even know yourself? Exactly. And again, and I don't feel like I want to end every podcast with just move, <laughs> but it's why movement is such an important tool to me. And yeah. I think that that's like, I strongly encourage people to figure out what their tool is yeah. or tools that get them connected back to themselves. Totally. But for me, that's why movement has always been that powerful thing in life that no matter mm-hmm. what was going on, I could go to that. And in that safe space, it was where I got to connect back to myself and figure out what was working, what was not working. So I think that the biggest thing is figure out the thing that connects you to yourself, whatever that may be. And it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's sitting there reading a book. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like figure out your thing and know that you have that in your tool belt to always come back to because your body will tell you everything that you need to know always and forever. Your body will constantly tell you everything that you need to know. It's just whether or not you are able to hear it and listen to it. Preach. Amen. Preach to that. Amen. Something that I'm also thinking about just in terms of self-care and the conversation around self-care is like input and output. Like just now when we were talking about screen time, um, talking about using it as kind of a tool to communicate with people or kind of running your business with it. And I have a similar relationship to it. But I was recently talking to a girlfriend who also spends a lot of time on social media, and she was talking about how she really struggles with comparing herself to people on social media Mm. in ways that like I get, but just don't share those same feelings to the extent that she did. And I realized, oh, she's not in a position where she's creating or interacting with people. She's spending probably the same amount of time as I am on her phone, purely consuming purely Mm. and I think when people are in a situation that's probably a little bit different than you and I where they're putting things out where they're just constantly only taking things in it probably takes a bigger toll yeah and I think how we were saying using self-care as a tool or like a suite of tools even if you find that you are taking in things that like don't make you feel good replace some of that time with taking in things that do make you feel good totally And I hate this is, again, so cliche, but I constantly am unfollowing if something, Mm, if I, because we're all, we're all human beings. Like we see something, we compare, we do all these things. I constantly am unfollowing or knowing not like, yeah, what to like not go to, muting, amen. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of things that you have to do to, again, set yourself, know yourself well enough, set yourself up for success and don't put yourself in those situations. Mm -hmm. Like 
I, it's not when I'm in there, I'm not like, oh my gosh, Kaisa, like you're so weak. Why can you not just stick to that? Like, come on. Like, or, or this is a prime example. I won't buy a lot of shit because I like to eat a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I'll buy like, you know, bite-sized things because mm-hmm. I don't, I set yeah. myself up for yeah. success. Exactly. And not that there's like, you know, do whatever you want to do. Eat a bag of cookies. I don't care. But <laughs> I think the thing is, is this all goes back to really knowing who you are and just being okay with who you are as a human being and consuming for anybody Social media yeah. is detrimental. Oh I don't gosh. care what you want to totally. say. Yeah. And if you don't find the balance there, if you don't set yourself up for success, mm-hmm. you're not, it's not going to be a positive relationship. It's yep. just not. Yep. There's too many things to compare and contrast on social media oh that gosh, the majority yeah. of the time you'll walk off, you know, away from that feeling like shit. Oh my gosh, yeah. totally. And I think for anyone listening who's struggling with that, if you're not in a situation where social media is your job, like unplug. Like people who, whose jobs are not on social media the ability to just like take a detox and not look at it for Mm -hmm. like a week is like a gift. Like use that if you are able to do so. Yeah. Well, even us too. Sometimes I'm like, I need to take a break. Yeah. Take care of myself. Yeah. I've done that. I don't think I've done it for very long. I've done it for like two days. (laughs) But still, that's a lot though. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing on average like three hours a day, you take two days off. That's six hours of time that you, you know, are getting back and yeah. recharging with. True. That's a lot. Very true. True. Yeah. We could go into a deep dive again on social media because that <laughs> is a crazy world. It is a real, it's real, it's a crazy world. It'd be fun to maybe ask you about some of like the craziest things you've uh, yeah, like, heard a on social media. Social media. Yeah. 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 We'll have it. to do that. Coming um, up next. Yes. <laughs> so in addition to self-care, I'm also curious and it's okay if it's kind of the same or different. Um, what does like soul care look like? you like how do you kind of nourish your spirit your soul do you is that something you're interested in are you like and eh, not about it because that's also cool too no I'm totally in nosy. it <laughs> no be, oh girl be nosy um I'm totally in it but I'm in a space of knowing that I need to do like I'm aware of the work that I could be doing yeah. the, the deep like soul work yeah. and not quite in a space of wanting to like dive into that yep. there's just a lot there's a lot of things and I think eventually like we can start talking you know maybe on a different show but there's just a lot of things um that have gone on in my life that I'm like in the the peeling of the onion yeah. you know position right now and like soul care is yeah. is definitely in there and needs to be worked on but I almost feel like there's other things right now that because you only have certain pieces of the pie and energy and yeah. like ability to work on yeah. that take forefront mm-hmm. um but I think the the long-winded answer is I'm not doing I'm not doing that right now mm-hmm. not in a way that I'd like to. Yeah. But I think there's nothing wrong with that of doing it when you know you're truly able to like devote the energy to mm-hmm. it that it needs. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually really good self-awareness. Yeah. Which is like the theme of today. <laughs> this episode. Yeah, self-awareness <laughs> and get connected to yourself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So kind of along the lines of like soul care or more of like the spiritual element of things. I'm also really curious um how you feel about like manifestation and oh. do you <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I like sat up. I'm like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> oh my god. You like lit up like yes. like, yes. I believe so strongly in the power of manifestation. Like yeah. I and a, kind of that word that we've been tossing around but like woo woo like mm-hmm. not to sound too woo woo but I like fully believe in being in a space where you believe so strongly yeah. in the things that you want see yeah. want to do whatever in life that you bring them into your life yeah. and in whatever way like for me I'm a big energy person mm-hmm. like I just 
I really believe that like if you put certain energy out there, like that's the energy you'll receive. If you speak in a positive way about the things that you want in life. And like for me, one of the big things is learning to kind of like unapologetically speak about them and Mm -hmm. ask for them and want them and be in a space to like when that does happen to be able to receive them. I'm huge about that. Ask for the sky, reach for the stars, do all the work in between. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And I think manifestation is one of those things that like I love talking about, but I do think sometimes it can get misconstrued because people think like, oh, I think about this thing and I want it and it will happen. And I think that there's also a lot of work in it to make sure that you are prepared to receive whatever it is that you're after. Yeah. So like either creating space in your life to receive those things or setting yourself up to achieve a certain level of success and like being ready for it. Yeah. There's a lot of that like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Well, I think manifestation is also like you can't just you can't just put that out there and then not do any of the work to get to that. It's not like okay, I put it out there and now it's yeah. in, you know, God's hands or the universe's hands and yeah. now they're going to take care of the rest. Like, yeah. ah, no, that yeah. ain't how it works. No. Like manifestation for me is just means that I am, I'm putting that energy out there in the world. Yeah. There's things. So like this, for an example, yeah. I wanted to get the world to move. Mm-hmm. Like I manifested that from before social media was around and yeah. was a thing. Like I knew when, yeah. as soon as I became a trainer, at what, 22 years old, I was like, I, the entire world should get to feel, you know, what these group of women that I'm training get to feel and go through. And I want to bring this to the world. There was nothing, no way, maybe Biggest Loser. Yeah. Jillian Michaels was around at the time, but Mm -hmm. that was it. But I believe so strongly in that every single thing that I did, I started group classes that I could bring more people in at an affordable rate. Like every single thing I did was gearing up towards then social media, you know, being put, handed to me on my lap. Mm -hmm. Like, But I feel like in some sense, if you look back, I manifested that every single thing in my life that I was doing, speaking about to others, speaking about to myself was like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And I'm not saying I manifested social media, (laughs) but I do think a big piece of it is like I manifested a situation that allowed me to be able to be on that platform. Yeah, absolutely. I think you were so connected to your mission Mm -hmm. and making it happen in any way that you could that Mm -hmm. when you had this opportunity to do it at a larger scale, you Mm -hmm. were ready for it because you were already setting the foundation. True. Yeah. I've never really looked at it that way, but yeah, definitely true. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I don't mean to keep being like a broken record, but I really, I think one of the biggest things in life is being connected to yourself enough that you know what those things are. Like, you know what sparks your soul, you know, what lights you on fire, you know what you're passionate about. And I think it's really something that I've been fortunate with that I I got to find that at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And I think there are definitely people still trying to find that thing, but doing everything you possibly can to be connected to yourself enough to know what that thing is, is huge. Because how are you out here manifesting and trying to, you know, live your life and be your happiest self if you don't even know what makes you happy, if you don't even know what you want, you know? Exactly. And we had kind of talked about this earlier with uh, sometimes being afraid to like let ourselves listen to our own thoughts. Mm. But I've had the experience of like wanting to receive, but being such a hamster on a wheel, like doing so much busy work that there was no space to Mm. like receive what I was after. That Mm. when I like quieted down and removed things from my life, that was when I started receiving things that I was manifesting because there was finally space for it. 
girl i don't mean to bring it back to myself but this is like i'm yes. putting myself on blast do it this is like what everybody has been telling me for the past year like okay you want you know a man in your life you want a partner okay we'll make space <laughs> make space and i'm like i guess i'm just not really girl. ready for that right now because <laughs> i'm like trying to like yeah. yeah i'm trying to manifest this but like yeah. you do need mm-hmm. to make space yeah. for the things that you man that you're manifesting yes. or the things that you want because you can be manifesting that all you want but you're not really manifesting yeah. it unless there's space for it to come into yeah. so amen to that yeah. Amen. And a That's piece real. of the manifestation is creating the space mm-hmm. for that to fit into your life, yep. whatever that thing is. Yep. Yeah. That's real. Whoop. We're going to have to. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> the deep dive into relationships. We'll do this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll the, do it. We'll do the dating one. I think that's a that its own thing. Um, so before we wrap up this episode, there's one other thing that I would love to get your take on just mm-hmm. because you are such a vocal and kind of unapologetic, like, feminist in terms of mm. really genuinely empowering women. Mm, and you. I think that a lot of women sometimes struggle with self-care and the perception of it being selfish. Mm. Even the fact that we have conversations around self-care. Not saying that men don't or that men don't need self-care, but I think, like, if a guy wants to do something that he wants to do, he's just going to do it. And it's not going to be like a big thing that he has to name and put on Instagram and like feel guilt and, and selfishness around. Mm-hmm. But as women, we feel that like mm-hmm. we take time to do something for ourselves. We put ourselves first and it's like sometimes such a struggle. Yeah. Um. So I would just love to kind of maybe hear if you've had experiences with that or your take on that. <sighs> Where do we begin? Um. Well, one, being a woman in business has kind of, Again, the relationship of my personal life and business is just so closely related. But being a woman in business has taught me so much just about myself and being able to know who I am Mm -hmm. and being unapologetic about who I am and the space that I take up and what I offer, Mm -hmm. you know, to this world or to a meeting, like whatever it is, being okay with that. And a piece of that then is working through that has allowed me to be okay with what it takes to take care of myself. People may say like my self care, I spend now I've gotten a routine. Like I spend hours in a day, quote unquote, taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I have my training sessions. I have like my fueling, like there's a lot that goes into it. And people may say, you know, whatever they want to say about it, but I am unapologetic Mm -hmm. about who I am and what it takes to keep me going and to keep me happy and to keep me healthy and there's been a lot of work around that, mm-hmm. a lot of work. And I I mean, it's a daily process yeah. of, no, this is who you are. Yeah. And you know that. Mm-hmm. And people are going to have opinions about it either way, anyway. Yeah. I'm on social media 24-7. People have opinions about me 24-7. It's yeah. just the way that it is. Yeah. You have to be so okay with who you are yeah. as a woman, as anybody, yeah. as a human being, yeah. that it doesn't matter. It goes yeah. in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. And I think for me... I think the word of being unapologetic about yeah. just who I am as a female mm-hmm. and as a woman in this world and as yeah. somebody that's trying to take up space and a lot of space yeah. um, and just being out there and doing the damn thing. And I'm, I'm comfortable and confident some, majority of the time in who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, that kind of that's what fuels me and keeps me going and gives me that confidence. Preach. Woof. Love that. Love that so much. And to kind of tie it back to like where we started, I think that there is also a big self-love component there of being like, hey, I am worthy of unapologetically advocating for myself or I am worthy of being taken care of and who better to take care of me than me, you know? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. It's all connected. But the I am worthy, like I think this is something that I that um is important for people to understand. Yeah. I never felt worth my, I've spent my entire life struggling with my my worth. Mm-hmm. My entire life. Yeah. Up until several years ago. Like yeah. I never felt I didn't feel worthy to have people following me on social media. Yeah. I didn't feel worthy to be doing well in my business. Yeah. I didn't feel worthy to be everything that was happening. Yeah. And so I think it is a daily struggle for us. And I will say, especially women, mm-hmm. to feel worthy and to know that we are worthy. Yeah. And it's almost sometimes a coat that we have to put on. Mm-hmm. I don't always believe it, yeah. but I've learned how to put my superwoman gear on yep. and walk in that space. Yep. And I do all of the actions until my body and my soul and my mind and my heart believe it. And now I've learned like sometimes those beliefs come after the actions. Mm-hmm. And now I just... Yep put my superwoman gear on, charge into that motherfucking room. And yes. like, I know the rest of my body, spirit, mind, everything will catch up to me, but that's not going to stop me. Yes. Like, let's go. Ugh. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That's so good though. And I think that that's such a good reminder because I don't know anybody who hasn't struggled with that at right. some point or another, but We're we can't, beings. yeah, we can't let we can't have our actions follow the beliefs. Yeah. We have to have our beliefs follow our actions. Oh, less quoted. <laughs> Amen, woman. Amen. I don't know where, I, where that came from, but it's out, this. It's out there. You see this? <laughs> I'm seeing it right now. Amen. Awesome. On that note. On that note. Well, thank you so much, guys. I mean, I know this episode was definitely like a lot more personal and yeah. a lot deeper. And thank you for your openness. And yeah vulnerability well thank you for being here and obviously creating the safe space for me to talk about it and thank you to everybody that tuned in i think that's the goal is to be able to kind of we've called it beyond the bun let it down <laughs> yes. let the hair down yes. um talk about a lot of the things that are going on um almost behind the scenes and some behind the scenes in some sense but yeah. it's really not behind the scenes yeah. it is the forefront of everything yeah. and it's the things that matter the most so um It's what's going on behind social media, people, and we are deep diving into it. Team, thank you so much for being a part of the Kaisa Fit Podcast. And a major thank you to my girl, Les, from Balanced Black Girl Podcast for making this dream a reality. You can go check us out at kaisafit.com. And if you have a moment, leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is new, and I would love to hear what you think. Thanks again for joining us.